Welcome to my podcast, where we celebrate everyday people through song and story. Today, we're interjecting a new topic. Let's talk songwriting at Christmas time. My children's book project is still happening in the background. Lots of details to share with you about that in the new year. Before we get started, why not access my lyric posts on Instagram, Facebook, or my website, and you can be reviewing the lyrics as we go. Writing a Christmas song that would become a historical classic, well, there's that, like Silent Night by Franz Gruber and Joseph Moore. Writing a Christmas story, the greatest story ever told, in a new way, well, that's a challenge I can get excited about. If the song speaks to someone in the moment it's performed, it's a success. If it stands the test of time, the success is not in its popularity or the composer's fame, but the ability it has to continue to move hearts into the presence of God. One year, my sister and I were chatting over coffee in her kitchen, and out of her mouth popped the phrase, Help yourself to my life. On the long drive home and long after our visit, that phrase kept running through my head. I was challenged by it in regards to my faith. Was that my attitude, my posture, when it came to what God asked of me or what he may ask of me in the future? As I pondered my availability or lack thereof, I began to think about the main characters of the Christmas story. There's nothing like reading the historical account out of the book of Luke, chapter 2. And nothing like hearing what Christmas is all about from the lips of Linus on the Charlie Brown Christmas stage. But I began to think of the Christmas story in light of my sister's phrase, Help yourself to my life. For those of you who follow my Instagram account or Facebook, you will see I have posted the first two verses to my Christmas song, Help Yourself to My Life, penned back in 2003. I am so relieved I started putting dates on my writing long ago, and it's something I recommend all writers to do. So let's look at the patterns I chose to develop as I wrote. Verse 1 begins with the title, but as if it is spoken by Mary, the mother of Jesus. She had been approached by the angel Gabriel, who told her she had been chosen to have a son, and she was to call him Jesus. He would be great and called the son of the Most High God. Mary wasn't sure how this was to happen as she was a virgin. She also didn't know what kind of long-term sacrifices this would mean. Without going into even the immediate challenges she would face, the verse paints a picture of her willingness to be part of this incredible miracle. The third line goes on to bring attention to Mary's seedling faith in trusting God that day and draws from the scripture Matthew seventeen twenty. The last two lines of verse 1 elaborate on what Mary was giving up to be part of God's plan. Rhyme is not your first concern when writing a song, but as I got to the last lines of verse 1, I noticed a pattern, A-A-B-B, and so challenged myself to continue and finish the verse with C-C. 
If you know what you want to say, it just takes a little time to restructure the lyric to fit the pattern. The shaping and rhyme has got to be natural and not contrived. In this case, change her plans and walking to Bethlehem were not exact vowel matching, but very complimentary. You'll notice change her plans represent the same number of syllables as Bethlehem. The words plans and Bethlehem are also softer sounds to end with when telling a tender story. As I continued writing, it seemed to make sense to begin the second verse with the same key phrase, only this time Joseph's response. He bows his head, giving the indication he praised the phrase rather than saying it out loud as Mary did. Each line of the second verse plays off of each line from the first. For example, Mary didn't know how her life would change. Joseph knows he doesn't understand. Both these lines say much the same thing, but in a different structure, using the same word in its different forms like know, knowing, also creates cohesion. Verse 1 brings attention to Mary's seedling faith, but verse 2 brings attention to Joseph's hope. Mary believes in God, while Joseph trusts in God. Mary gives up the dreams she'd made and lets God change her plans. Joseph gives up all he knows and trusts in God's righteous plans. Mary takes a road unmarked and walks to Bethlehem, while Joseph takes a wife with child to Bethlehem. Again, you'll notice the work with the number of syllables as well. This is actually really important when scoring music. If you're matching the lyric to the melody closely in each verse, there isn't going to be need to adjust the score. Some writers are the lyricists and others write the melody. Franz Gruber wrote the melody to accompany the lyrics of Joseph Moore. In my case, I write both the lyrics and melody simultaneously. By sitting at the piano and allowing my fingers to phrase my thoughts through melody. It sounds complicated, but it's not unlike Tom Hanks in the movie You've Got Mail, typing out his thoughts on his computer. If he were playing the piano instead, the typed sentences would be music notes. The third verse is one of my most favorite lyrical stanzas I have ever written and brings attention to God himself and how he communicates the message of help yourself to my life. Unlike Mary and Joseph not knowing or understanding the sacrifice or cost of what God was asking them, God sees his scars from the manger bed. Not faith, nor hope, but God's love is emphasized in the third stanza. Where Mary believes and Joseph trusts, God loves by putting his promise into action. While Mary and Joseph give up their dreams and plans, God gives his only son.
Mary and Joseph allow God to change their plans while God plans his only son's birth and death. As Joseph and Mary travel to Bethlehem in the first two stanzas, the third stanza reflects on another journey, that of Christ taking his cross out of Jerusalem. Not every song has a bridge where main ideas can be readdressed and celebrated, but this song does. It begins again as if I'm going to write a fourth stanza following the same pattern. But where on earth would I go? Instead, the bridge turns the hook or key phrase and title to the listener and asks if they would be willing to say, help yourself to my life. are some other interesting facts when it comes to songwriting. If you're telling a story in your song, in a narration fashion, your melody has got to be singable in the same sense. There's nothing wrong with large intervals, but they are not usually present when you are singing a narrative solo. This is a general observation about melody writing. Large intervals are beautiful and very memorable, And if you're going to make some leaps and jumps, pick the vowel sounds you are going to land on wisely. Trained vocalists can sing anything, but what a treat to sing a lyric on a high note that you can shape and float into the universe with ease. Thanks for joining me today. You've been introduced to the instrumental of Help Yourself to my life, and I'm off to see if I have a recorded version of the lyrics. This is Cindy Palin, Music and Words, on Anchor FM by Spotify. Spotify.